News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now moving on, an exchequer surplus of 7.9 billion was recorded in the year to the end of September in 2022. This compares with a deficit of 16.2 billion over the same period last year. And for more on this, I'm joined by Sebastian Barnes, chairperson of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council. Sebastian, it's quite incredible, a 14 billion euro swing. What does it mean for us? So I think yesterday's exchequer returns ha- had some quite good news, uh, obviously. Obviously, we look at the headline figures, but if you look behind it, uh, maybe actually the most significant thing, maybe not in cash terms, but in economic terms, is that income tax and uh, VAT receipts were very strong um, uh, and stronger than expected. And that shows that actually the economy is doing quite well up to September. Now, of course, we know there are massive challenges ahead around the winter, but at least we've, we're kind of going into it uh, in good shape. And those are the sort of as well permanent revenues that might ultimately be be useful for us. Okay. Of course, the big headline news is really driven by corporation tax again. So corporation tax again in September, receipts were two billion this year. Last year, they were a billion. Um, if you look over the last 12 months, we've actually brought in 20 billion euros in um, corporation tax, 21 billion. That's far more uh, than, than was expected. And so that's a very spectacular number. But of course, we don't know very much about where this money comes from or how long it may stay for. So we do have to be very careful about thinking about how we spend that. And of course, it's very significant that the government has, in our view, right. And that vulnerability that we have, I think there was 14 Mm. billion in total or or roughly speaking, um, approximately taken in corporation tax last year. I mean, I know we we don't want to be dependent on on one tax source. We need a broader tax base to to sort of be secure. But but how insecure are we in terms of, like most of those multinationals, those 10 big companies have been here for a long period of time and there are good sound reasons why they are here. Are we really as vulnerable as, as, as some people have suggested? I think so. It is. Well, firstly, one thing is we're very exposed to it. it it's now the second biggest tax head, yeah. uh, corporation tax. It's now bringing in more money than the VAT. So what happens there is very, very important to what happens to the public finances. And I think it is very unpredictable. I mean, it may continue to be strong. It may become stronger, but it also could disappear fairly quickly. And we are really dependent on really literally a handful of companies, four or five big companies, companies that have done very well. But of course, it means we're dependent on what happens to those companies. They may face management changes. They may, you know, their businesses may may do less well. One of the big questions is they made a lot of money after the pandemic. Do we think that's going to carry on or was that a bit of a one off? So we're very exposed to these very company specific things, which frankly, we don't know very much about, which is why we shouldn't be relying on it too much. Are you satisfied from these figures that that, that the 11 billion in the budget, all the money that has been thrown at the cost of living crisis and the energy crisis that we can afford it? Does does, does it give you some sucker here, these figures? So I think actually... The budget overall actually struck a very good balance between protecting the most vulnerable households and not putting too much money into the economy. Actually, the amount of corporation tax we have shouldn't really be driving those kinds of decisions precisely because uh, we can't really rely on that money. Uh, But it does obviously is useful because it's helping to fund that. It's helping to finance that would have a much would actually have quite a big deficit if it wasn't for this corporation tax money coming in. So it's very helpful, but it's probably not the main constraint on the public finances and what we can do. The real constraint is if we put more money in, that would tend to drive inflation higher. On so be we can afford the and we're going to get into into what's been done for energy in a moment with, with Dara Cassidy. But but just with you, you think that broadly speaking, we can afford it. Can I just ask you lastly before you go two consecutive quarters, though, of contraction, according to the, the central bank and this fear of a technical recession? First of all, what, what is a technical recession? People won't know what that means. And what's your view on it? 
so, so, I, so I think that forecast, I think what the central bank said, is pretty, actually pretty consistent with the view of the fiscal council and also with, with the government's view in the budget. Uh, basically, if you look at the annual growth numbers from year to year, the budget has a number of about, about 1% uh, for, for next year. But if you look at what's going on underneath, it means in, in quarters, which is the way the national accounts are measured, mm-hmm. you would probably have two quarters where the economy would either stay the same or might actually contract a little bit. And that's what a technical recession is. So it means that the, the level of demand, the level of output in the economy would fall, probably not by very much in these kinds of scenarios and unless uh, more dramatic things would happen. They are talking about domestic demand falling by 50% to 2.3%. So that, that's reasonably dramatic, surely. So, so it, 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 it's a bit of a slowdown in, in, in domestic demand, uh, and there'll be a sort of pause. Uh, but but I think it, it, if these sort of central scenarios uh, forecasts were to take place, it wouldn't be particularly dramatic. But of course, behind that, actually, what's actually much more significant for probably people listening to this program is, of course, people's real incomes are going to be, are going to be under much more pressure than that. And that's because of high inflation. Look, thank you for speaking to us. That is Sebastian Barnes, chairperson of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council. And sticking with that note of high inflation and energy costs, we're joined now by Dara Cassidy, head of communications at Bonkers.ie. Dara, we've been talking about it in the office. What people want to know is this, is is how much their bills are going to go up by and, and therefore what that €600 Euro set of credits is going to, to be offsetting. What is, up until now, say, say last year, do we know what the average, and I know we're, take a three bed semi-D or something, what's the, what was the average gas or electric bill? Uh, good morning, Kira. Well, the average gas and electric bill has gone up by around €2,000 or just over €2,000 over the past maybe 15 to 18 months. So it's quite a significant that's increase. The that's the average one has gone up by that. Yeah. Now, some people will obviously be hit with the higher cost increase depending on the size of the home. Some people, it'll be much lower. Another way of looking at it is that electricity costs have gone up by around maybe 130%, whereas gas costs have gone up by about maybe 170 to 180 percent so another way of looking at it is look at last year's bill and maybe double it and that's probably what you're likely to see this okay. year so if we've gone up by about two grand and we're we're being offset by 600 we're talking about I suppose 1200 1400 something like that so over a hundred quid a month extra over the year is is what these energy things are costing us despite the energy credits. Is that correct? Yeah, that would be about it. I mean, I think the €600 credit was obviously very, very welcome and it comes on the back of the €200 credit, which was paid out in March. So that's going to be €800 that's being paid to every household, over 2 million households, the length and breadth of the country. So it's a lot of money. But we were always fooling ourselves if we thought the government was going to be able to fully shield us from the effects of rising prices. We weren't. Now, that's not to say that maybe the government couldn't have done a little bit more. We need to remember, though, for people who are on social welfare, you're getting the fuel allowance, which is €33 a week. There's an extra €400 fuel allowance payment being paid. So people who who are struggling more, there will be a little bit of extra help there as well. But no one is going to be fully shielded from the impact of rising energy prices or even rising prices in general, because it's not just energy that's going up, it's food inflation and so on. Okay, look, thank you for speaking to us on that this morning. Uh, let us know what you think. That was Derek Cassidy there of Bunker Study. It looks like 800 quid you're going to give back in tax if, if, because of the changing in, in tax banks. 800 quid because it was actually four energy credits, three to come, one we've had. So what are you, 400 quid? Is that 400 quid we're going we're gonna to be down in the hole on average from our energy bills? Let us know if you think that's about right for you. 53106. 
News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.